0: welcome back to another episode of what about that my name is jen and with the help of my friend adair we will be going over supergirl episode 221 city of lost children so sit back relax and ask yourself what about that all right let's get to the synopsis when an alien attacks national city supergirl and the deo learn the alien is a florian an otherwise peaceful race with telekinetic powers Guardian gets a lead on the Florian's address, but instead of finding the culprit, he finds a very scared boy named Marcus. Guest star Lonnie Chavez. Marcus will only trust James, so it's up to the Guardian to stop the attacks on the city. Rhea's plan escalates. Ben Bray directed the episode in the teleplay by Gabriel Lannes and Anna Muskie goldwyn Okay, guys, so I'm a
1: stinker. I uh, We had recorded a good old... Our podcast for you guys and I uh, deleted it. Yeah, so shit whoops.
0: happens.
1: <laughs> it's true. What about shit that? Shit happens. Hey.
0: <laughs> you delete your podcast. Trump fires James Colney. <laughs> shit happens. Yes.
1: All right. So this episode, um, pretty much the themes that we were kind of talking about in the show were the title, City of uh, Lost Kids. I mean, we have Guardian and Marcus and their drama. Which is a literal child who's lost. And then we have, uh, you know, Lena and her emotional baggage with her mama, because that woman's doing a number on her. And then we have Monel and his mama's doing a number on him. Everybody's just some type of lost child. So it was actually really cool that they had those themes kind of running in this show. Uh, let's get to the characters who nobody give a crap about really in this episode. We have, well, not not a crap, just less interesting. The boy, he was fine. Um, Lonnie Chavez, I have never seen him in, uh, about us or what is uh, what's the show called? I I forgot the one in NBC or whatever. This is us. Yes. This is us. That's what it's called. Yes. And, um, so I don't really know his acting. I don't know his thing, but he was fine. Kudos to him. The mom was good, except she had,
0: Ar- wedgie wire. <laughs> Harness issues. <laughs> you could see the the wires and you can see the wedgie. It was like a perfect line from the wire to the wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it just all around looked unpleasant. <laughs> I, I was thankful that the little boy didn't have too many speaking lines.
1: Truth. I this felt is, like he was a
0: stronger character in his silence.
1: This is a hundred percent of truth. Um we had win. I liked Wynne. I thought he was sweet, even for the small things we saw. I wish that they weren't just chucking important backstory on him, you know, in these last episodes, which I feel the whole episode is doing.
0: Right. This this episode had a terrible habit of... Surprise! Here's some Wait, crucial backstory. Here's, tra- here's some exposition about all the characters. That's but true. we're gonna give it to you three episodes before we're done.
1: Bye. <laughs> That's a little rough. Um, I liked Alex. I thought she was. She gets fun. along with kids. Yeah, Kylie Lee has. You know, she has a uh, few kids, and I do believe her son's around the same age as. She does good scenes with uh, kids. Lonnie. Yeah, she was
0: adults who have like the patience. Yeah. With children, it was Palette in her performance.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a fan of John necessarily in John in this episode, Papa Space Daddy, he for some reason out of nowhere has an attitude with Guardian, which once again the writers didn't set up anything the entire season for us to get that impression. So the fact that it popped up now I was like I don't get it. <laughs> like Sir, calm down. Like all of a sudden you want to do your job, but when we needed you to be in charge and do your job, other episodes, you were nowhere to be found. Yeah, so, so he
0: had a problem with the weird. Guardian's protocol. Like, why is, you know, Guardian speaking with his child? He's a um, photographer slash vigil- vigilante. Mm. You know, what? what's his credentials? What were the credentials in the last episode? Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, it's just... Um, why was
0: Maggie running a D.O.? Oh. <laughs>
1: like, there's so much protocol only Case. works when John needs it to work, which is kind of...
0: It's just very uneven with that guy. That was a
1: true story there.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, I really especially love the close shot on the mustard and the ketchup right in, in the scene where the, the woman who's on the lines, the mother who with the purple eyes, she, she goes into the air and then shit starts to become fucked up. Oh, they do do and a close-up. And they have a close-up of a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle. And then you can see like the vending the vendor in the background and it says, Mo Bacon. <laughs> Oh wow! that's what like goes flying at Jimmy and he like clears people and then he clears the people out of the way and saves them as himself but he gets sad because he can't stop the flying car that goes hurtling towards the building and that's what Supergirl does and she gets all the credit and people really are receptive to her and not so much to the Guardian's character which if you think about it the Guardian's um, vigilante al- uh, alias is kind of scary as fuck you know dude in a metal suit pops out in the middle of the night to kick your ass for buying weed it's just so heavy <laughs> yeah,
1: right It's, it's un- like you can't buy weed anywhere like nowadays i'd be scared shitless <laughs> and i like how they're using brian for Again, like for just episode. random like Good yeah. for that guy to be getting a recurring role. They but must like,
0: really like him.
1: Well, see, this is what I'm talking about: getting more aliens out there who aren't human-looking. You know, kind of comic relief. I'm down for Brian; he can stay.
0: He is great. I bet you he's. You like, know who
1: wasn't great? The woman being attacked in the beginning.
0: Oh, the the extra in the very wow, beginning. Wow, she was like really bad. Like she had, she had two lines. Please don't hurt me. There it oh. is. Ah, they shiver a little and they Look, run away. I mean, and the guardian's like, "Am I a monster?" <laughs> yeah, it's just he's really like, anticlimactic. Looks like, at his metal hands and his mask, and he's like, "Am
1: I a what monster?" What have I done? Like, it was just a little, why am I guardian? Actually, it'd be like, "Why am I guardian?" Why, why am, I am I guardian?
0: You know that that was seemed like that was a really big contentious point we had. It was kind the of episode ridiculous. was that when Jimmy is speaking with John, Jimmy admits that he doesn't understand why he is the guardian, and we both felt that that was like a really kind of like one of those things that should have been established earlier in the season. Yeah. You know, like, why are you doing what you're doing? He's
1: been putting people's lives in danger, his own,
0: and he doesn't even know he's doing it. This is ridiculous. (laughs) It's just becoming, yeah. So another point we thought was that the show, this episode, was really two episodes that should have been broken into two two themes happening that should have been broken into two different episodes. Yeah, we
1: should have the Jimmy, like actual Jimmy episode. Right. And then we should have had the Lena and Raya storyline, which was way more interesting. They pretty much made the Raya and um, Lena dynamic so much better. And so it felt like we were watching the main storyline. But unfortunately, Jimmy's was the main storyline, but his felt like kind of the B plot. So that's kind of a it testament like, to yeah. the writing and the acting. It's like, nobody give a crap what's going on with Jimmy. The,
0: blo- the plots were a little bit like, Twist. Jimmy should yeah. have been plot B and Rhea and um, yeah. Lena you know, shouldn't plot. And,
1: and it still would have been a because it wasn't even a Jimmy centric episode, even though they said that. It just came off as we just want to see what Lena and Ray are up to. Because right. it's crazy. Um, few things about Lena. Love Lena. Fabulous as always. Um, mama issues out of well, not that they're out of nowhere, but the depth of her envy for Lex and her mama issues all of a sudden boiled so much more now than it should have. Because once again, the writers have made uh, Lena's personality where she almost gained, uh, gained strength from, um, you know, being unloved, she almost great gets you know to, to thicker skin from being unloved. So all of a sudden, she's like this weepy little child around her. Right. And you're like, girl, she what?
0: revels in the challenge of being other than a Luther. Yeah, you know, and you're right, she becomes very weepy right. And, and all of a of sudden, Syria. she's just
1: like, my mommy doesn't love me, and I want to be a Luther. Like, it I don't just kind know, of just just like kind reduces
0: of, her into a box, you know. And yeah. we talked about her always, um, kind of like being. Kicked in the box in the same sort of way where she's always losing. Yeah. So far we've seen her lose over and over again. All the people who influence her in her life, all her mentors have essentially betrayed her. And it's like a matter of time before, you know, Kara does. And it's. Like and they're trying easy.
1: to, you yeah, know, they're trying to write that so heavy handed so that it's very when heavy. she or they decide to make her evil or whatever, it's like, oh, because all this trauma, which still makes that a weak character. I think they've started from the beginning. The difference between Lex and Lena, Lex has a foundation of manipulation and being instinctually a bad person who tried to be good, but then always fell back on his instincts of being bad. Lena, on the other hand, is kind of being forced to be bad, but has the intense, like, inkling to be good naturally. Her instinct is to be good, and then people are trying to put evil upon her, you know, circumstances things like that so i think that's kind of also how raya in a way put it it's like you don't need to be lex he wanted power and corruption you don't because even raya who's clearly evil sees that lena is actually good you know mm-hmm.
0: and even sees Rhea that see the good in in lena
1: yeah you which know? i think kind of reminds raya t- of a young version mm-hmm. of her before she got all hot messy
0: before she killed her husband you cut her hair and wear high colors. And more After you do that, you Can't just go back. cannot repent. Not in this show if you're mm, a woman. Not really. Um, Oh, no, she got the power blazers, got her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, once you start wearing a bun, you've
1: crossed over into. <laughs> you've crossed over. There's so many buns on this show. Or like beehives, like Brenda Strong's. Not like beehives, but she's like the buns, high. Yeah. like
0: high buns. Yeah. It's just like. We're it's done. a power move right there. Power bun. If your hair's down, that means you're like. <laughs> Hashtag power bun. You're a protagonist. If your hair's up, you're a villainess. There it is. And that's how we know. That's how we know Lena is like. Well, Cara wears her hair in ponytails a lot. No, I mean a bun. Oh,
1: you're talking like the buns, but oh yeah, yeah. A twisted you you. bun,
0: yeah.
1: The one thing I really enjoyed about this episode, too, were the costumes as far as like, not all of them, just whoever does it really is very specific with certain things. They like to put uh, Rhea in dark, dark, dark. Like this time she had that dark uh, dress charcoal. with like a little bit yeah charcoal with a little snow on there, kind of symbolizing her full evilness. And Leno, because she, her character rides in the middle and the balance of everything was in black and white and was still looking very innocent but still strong so it just i don't know it played very much balance which even after that
0: wonderful monologue mm-hmm. you know uh Turin the Hatcher scene gave. where they're talking about balance and not power yeah you know, and i show. actually wrote that note that i thought that was the one the best scene in the whole show was the moment between Terry Hatcher and Lena when she Lena's trying to get the machine to work and she doesn't know what's the matter and uh, Terry Hatcher Raya Lois Lane um, she basically you know breaks it down to wanting this to work because and using power versus using balance and it really speaks to the nature of who Lena is you know she's not someone who's going to make that who's really after power even though she has it. You know, that's exactly, and it's like Lex never realized that he had power, whereas and he sought for more of it. Whereas she realized that she did have power, and she didn't want to continue down that path.
1: Exactly, which, which makes us love which her. Which is evil. why we don't
0: want her to be evil, because it's more compelling to see her work against her urges.
1: Exactly, exactly, and it's just like, what are you doing, writers? I just, I don't. This understand. episode
0: was to- tropey as fuck. It though. was tropey as fuck. It was like I, I think like because it was so tropey, I really looked at the performances, because most of the stuff, the themes that were coming out of this episode, you know, mentor, student, um, you know, to be or not to be evil, uh, these themes were just so tropey, and sometimes when you're in a show like that, it's just the actor who has to, like, sell it, you know?
1: And. You know, Jim was saying that like she wasn't a big fan of Chris's um, selling his emotion
0: Mon-el. in
1: this Monel because
0: I, was gonna I say think Monet.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of it is because the writers didn't set up even Monel's thing once again. Still not writing for this character, where he sees his mom once, gets suspicious instantly, and then like all of a sudden tells her, "Oh, I'm missing my mom," but we haven't heard him talk about his mama once to get the inkling that he's at all missed her. Um, right. It would have been nice because there was a weird cut in editing where the guardians, you know, busting up the bag of weed, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the kid's <laughs> I house. About that. Exactly, yeah. and in it was so quick. Like he's in the alleyway busting up the weed. Boom, he's in the house. That was such a quick rush job on editing. There should have been a scene, maybe the first scene with Manel, maybe thinking of his mom, and then like thinking he sees her in a crowd somewhere, and. It could have actually been him, but he in his mind thinks, "Oh, I was thinking about my mom, so I thought I saw her." Establish and then, his mind for set exactly his state of mind, and then when we actually see him see her at the restaurant, he can be like, "Oh crap, I didn't make that up. I really did see her." That would have given more backstory without because it's action as opposed to just saying it. Oh, I've missed my mom, and then when he goes to car, I'll be like, "I'm mad that I love her," you know, and I believe that sentiment, and. There should have been a little bit more angst to, like, bring a gun to something. I don't know. It just, it was lacking. I don't necessarily think it was the actor. I just think everything setting up, he was set up to fail.
0: <laughs> I felt like it was rushed, that storyline of, uh, I felt like all of the characters who were the main characters on the show were in storyline plot B. And then you had Jimmy and this little boy in storyline plot a, and I felt like once again, two different episodes happening at the same time. And because of that, you have a rush pacing in the more storyline with more information. Yeah. It's supposed to be the build up into the finale. And then you have slow pacing in the Jimmy little boy moment. I thought that this episode was going to end with him dead or taking the boy and adopting him and peacing out of the show. At this point, it seems that the writers have committed to his lifespan on the show. I guess. Temporarily, we'll see. But it also seems that, like, you know, you have to ask the question, why? Why is this episode happening three... Three... Episodes before the end. final? Because... And does it serve the story? Or does it take away from the pacing of the story that actually needs to be told? Because does one character... And their lack of story, and I'm going to, you know, redeem this character, take precedence over an entire cast, and even the main character, Supergirl, on her own show. Again, it's just like, when you have all five, six main cast members in storyline B, and you don't give that precedence, it's just very rushed. And I felt like it was rushed in the development of the relationship between Lena and Rhea that it just happened so quickly, her Lena going from suspecting Rhea to being a business partner to yeah. being a daughter to literally next episode, maybe a daughter-in-law.
1: And then can we just talk about like the fact that she, Rhea, took Lena's phone... And was just like on the phone, deleting numbers, like having a twirling mustache. Like she knows mala. how to
0: use a freaking iPhone. If well, she's an alien.
1: well, I mean, I figure she's pretty smart to figure out. But my thing is, why does Lena not have a security password on her phone?
0: That <laughs> why woman runs the password a, protected. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That woman runs a giant company. Anybody can get her technology if it's on mm-hmm. her phone or files. So my question is, why is it like the easiest thing to get a hold of? I mean, to be fair. Kara called her, and we all know when someone calls, you can just answer. But, like, then she was able to delete the number? That's not a thing. (laughs) Like, it's just a lot of bizarre... And and,
0: and there was just an unevenness, you know? You have this, like, beautiful language from Rhea and Lena about the power and the balance. And then you have this, like...
1: Mustache twirling. You could talk about it. uh, You love
0: it. (laughs) Mustache twirling... uh, Monologue. Monologue, Mm -hmm. which I think is... She's like, all you want, Kara, is power. It sounded great in the promo, but actually on the show it sounded like Cheesies, I'll get up. They were just oh they're just pushing And then carl once
1: again in her own show, not really important.
0: Not important. My favorite part in that whole show was when she was super girl and she was like, turn the power down and Lena's like, I, I don't know. She's like, I don't know how it works. Don't Supergirl. be mad at me. Don't be mad. I'm sorry, I like
1: yeah, like, just going <laughs> She's through traumatic like, issues.
0: You know, and then, and, oh, no, actually, that was my second favorite part. My favorite, first favorite part was when Kara's like, don't you hurt Lena? And then, what's her name? Terry Hatcher had a pretty yeah. good comeback. It was Raya. like. Rhea. It was like. I don't know. Don't worry about her or something like. Don't I don't her, know. It was, it was like, funny. She's like, yeah, don't worry about her. or something. It's not about her. You know. It's not about her. It's Like I would have. The first question. Just is, like, why do you want her change, phone? She like. subject changed real good, and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Whirl around. Yeah. I Don't you hurt Lena? And can I just say, this is the second time Lena's fallen unconscious in an episode. Like shit hit her, and she fell unconscious, or she hit something, and mm-hmm. she. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. I feel like it's the second time, but I feel like I've seen this a million me. times on this show. And it doesn't even happen, but I bet you season three is going to be all about this damsel in distress. that they Lena have. Because Lena is Supergirl's Lois Lane. I don't mind that at all. I love that. that. I'm always, I love it. But, but I also go. feel like... They just have her knock out at the stupidest times. Like it's so like you didn't even hit your head. You're pretending. You just you 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 heard she's Supergirl, you, you know. And it's like this time, like last episode, Nina literally took a kick to the box, you know. Yeah, and, <laughs> and exactly. Then she threw another punch. And she Home took a punch tough. to the face. So I'm like... And in this episode, some, like, metal shit falls on her, and she's, like, out cold for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this does not add up. The bun, you would think that would protect her. A little bit of... T- the hairspray... Something. ...puts a helmet of a... Protection. Yeah. But, like, she just, like, was out cold. I really... And- um, in this
1: episode, I enjoyed the beginning, too. Their friendship banter. That we like to adorable. see a nice friendship super
0: corp. Um... <laughs> It was a ship within a ship. It was. <laughs> I'm in a box of ship. <laughs> right. So Lena and Kara are shipping. Justin and Brittany from the 90s, who, you which know. is like why, but oh whatever. I know. But I was we, like, I guess NSYNC... viewers are shipping them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I guess in
1: Sinks, you know, is in <laughs> National City too. Just weird. Like I don't know what's I don't going know. on. It's
0: like you bizarre, know? but. um It'd be like, I would have really loved it if they would have shipped Clark and Lexic. Oh Oh my God! National City, same network.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I uh, I did like though the um, as you said the hug was way better than the last one.
0: Second hug was way better than I think they just get better. (laughs) Well, you know it is what it is. So it was a way nice hug. I felt it. I felt it through the screen it was warm.
1: Yeah, there's you know this episode wasn't like on my hot list. It was like a solid B for me, I guess. It I don't was know. a B
0: minus for me to C+. Do you have any other plus. thoughts that you're about this? Um what about that? Um <laughs> I know. I'm like <laughs> What, what about, about that?
1: What about uh, that, yes?
0: I'm so excited for the finale. I love the idea of a Daxamite invasion. Oh, this is a thought. I said it in the last podcast. I'm gonna re-say it again because this is a really important thought to me. The idea that Rhea that Rhea When you, I feel like with Rhea, it's very unclear what she wants. I I talked to you about this twice already now. What does she want when we first see Rhea on the first time she's on screen? She wants her son back and she wants to go home to Daxamite and and her son to be king. So essentially, what she wants is for her son to be king. But that, since we have first seen her, has evolved into so many different things. And when you're writing a character, you really, really have to have a primal instinctive. clear want for your villain because it makes everything else that the response much more stronger and succinct and and a more compelling storytelling and I feel that with this villainess she's so stock villainous that her want changes from week to week Mm -hmm. so and when I ask the question what does she want Essentially, the answer is she wants power. She kind of even talks to Lena about that in in that one lovely scene. And does she need her son to be king to have power? Or can Lena just get in her ship because she's already rounded up? Rhea. Sorry. They look the same. Uh, I'm just kidding. They look like mother and daughter. Uh, could Rhea get her all the refugees she spent the last four years finding in space scattered because that's what she and her husband Kevin Sorbo were doing. Could she gather her people and lead her people? You know, couldn't she just be the queen of, Daxamite, of the Daxamites? Why does she need Manel to do that for her? Yeah. And to me, Manel being the conduit of this conflict, being inserted into this conflict, like, I need my son back so he can be a king. What Woman who is a power ass boss ass bitch who drinks top shelf bourbon and scotch wants their son to grow up to take their job. Well, also, queen, high bitch. Well, something that I also,
1: you're saying that kind of resonated with me. It's like she said in this episode that, oh, you chose to be king and then the girl told, you know, convinced you not to. No, you were stabbing his girlfriend. With kryptonite, Mm sigh. And so he said to protect her, I'll go with you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like he wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. So the idea where she's like, he chose to be king and you said no. No, he didn't. (laughs) Not really by a free will. (laughs) But this is talking to the woman who was going to imprison him for two years. Once he did decide to, you know, surrender himself, you know, (laughs) until he got it. She wants to wake him up. About what? Like, she says it has nothing to do with anger. But... Everything she's doing has to do with revenge, anger, yeah. pettiness. Like that's all.
0: And if she the wants same thing. power, at the core of it, you know, does she need her son to have Daxamite? And if she she seems to really want Daxamite, you know, her people. To me, she seems to want for her people. That's why she. That's what bringing all the ships through that portal meant to me. And I felt like forcing Manel to want what she wants is essentially what she wants. And it's, yeah, yeah, that might be it. it.
1: Forcing and, him to do something,
0: but that doesn't feel like it. That does not make that is like a a degree away from an actual person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can want really great things for you Adair, there, but when I bring it back to my person and what defines me as a person and as a character, you know there are the the, the just the primal things I need a shelter, I need a job. Those mm. things that make me, me. And because she doesn't have those things and she just has these third person, third degree wants, I feel like it's just very... Un- Irrelevant. Un- or, it's not, the stakes aren't high enough.
1: No, no. Like, you know? Yeah, like li- like uh, Lillian, when she's like, I'm fighting for my family, she really is fighting for her family against aliens. So even though she's misguided, she is, she has a strong, um, correct want to yeah. save them, you know, but uh Raya doesn't wanna save really her people. Not really. She does She's more like I she just found wants- a
0: queen yeah. who would want to put Her son, who has like no educ, like he doesn't seem to be very educated in the ruling business. Like, why would she want to put somebody else in charge? Who's going to ruin the
1: family or the business? The
0: the ruin ruin the kingdom. He's terrible at eating. He's just working on the egg poaching right now in life. Um, but like she's this woman who has years of service. I don't understand why she would put herself out of power to put him into power because she wants him to want what she wants so bad, that doesn't make enough sense to me. Like It's just a silly concept. It's a silly, silly concept. If I sat across from the writer of this, I would ask this these questions. I might, like, drive them insane on Twitter. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, what does Rhea want? You tell me this, Mr. blah, 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 and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know.
1: That's pretty much all I got. Um, we already did our promo, so... We'll put that up as well, and you guys can hear our thoughts. We
0: want more Sanders.
1: I do want more Sanders and but that's just always a want of mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I missed Maggie in this episode sorely. I, I missed a lot of things, just,
1: I don't know. It could have been two episodes. I wish they would stop cramming things into the last three episodes. And
0: right. I feel like it's a lesson learned, and it's a hard lesson to learn. I
1: just hope they get better writing etiquette. <laughs> Season three. That's all.
0: We can hope in one hand. We can hope and want.
1: So, anyways, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us and chat with us, hit us up on Twitter. What do you want for season three? Exactly. Let us know. What do you think Rhea wants? Exactly. (laughs) Let us know. What do you want? What does Rhea want? Why
0: do you think Jimmy's the guardian?
1: (laughs) Can you tell us what Wynn's backstory really is? Like, you know, we have a lot of questions. We have a
0: lot of questions. So,
1: uh, you know, tell us what about that on our Twitter at whatabout underscore that. You know, it's... Uh, let's just talk about it, guys. Let's have this conversation because... We
0: want to talk to you.
1: There's so much good about the show, but there's so much bad about the show.
0: And even that is good, you know?
1: Yeah. There's good and the bad. Yeah, there's good and bad, and I just want this to be as strong as Flash and Arrow and things like that, but I feel like if our voices aren't heard of what we like and what we're really about, not just fangirling over our ships, but really getting to the meat of the actual product that we're seeing, we're not going to get any change season three, you know? So I say, you know, we can have fun. We all do. We enjoy the show, like we said, but we want more because we know there can be more and it could be better and it could be just like that badass show that we all saw season one. So anyways, uh, with that said, this is our second podcast attempt uh, it has
0: actually so many different things on this podcast. It actually was. Have. You
1: guys got a treat.
0: This was probably like a little bit more shaken down.
1: Look, we got to get to the nitty gritty because it is late pebbles. for us. So, yeah. um, yeah. What about that? What about that? Have a good night, have guys. A nice night. Bye. Chain of supercars.